How many people do we encounter on a daily basis? Have you ever taken the time to consider what those people are going through? The dreams, aspirations, fears, and challenges that are faced each day make every individual unique. Can our understanding, our interactions with these individuals, help them overcome the mountains that are faced each and every day? We think so, because it's the little things that can make a big difference. And here's Mitch and Jake. Welcome to The Little Things with Mitch. And Jake. Jake, episode 25, a quarter of a century here. How are we doing? Doing fantastic, my man. As of this recording right now, it's July 1st. How bananas is that? It is. In the midst of a pandemic, it is unbelievable. Um, but we haven't slowed down. You know, there's no, uh, we're not wearing masks right now or anything like that. We're just, we're just out here doing a podcast. Out here doing a podcast. You know, I saw something today <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. One of the Sports Center anchors uh, reached out and he's like, you know, since it was July 1st, he said, let's be a, a second half team here in 2020. And I think that was pretty applicable because the first six months of 2020 have been a bit chaotic, to say the least, wouldn't you say, Mitch? Yes, um, but you know how it was in 2019 in the spring there, too, with all the snow and stuff we got. So I think we're, uh, yeah, we're going to have to have a good second half and hope <laughs> for overtime, I think. Throughout this season, we are going to be talking about things we have given up on. One organization that will always be there for us in a time of need is the National Guard. Today's South Dakota Army National Guard remains strong with more than 3,100 soldiers available to execute its missions. The mission of the SDARNG is to provide combat capability to the warfight, security for the homeland, and provide combat-ready units in three roles, federal, state, and community. A special thank you to those serving our country from us at The Little Things. Our main goal is to show you that by appreciating the little things in life and understanding what the people around us are enduring, we can increase everyone's quality of life. So, the question of the day, what is something you've given up on? The answer to that question, Jake, my dad. Holy smokes, we are lucky enough to have two stand-up gentlemen in our lives. But I'll tell you what, Jake, this giving up on the dad thing, it's becoming more and more common. Elaborate. Well, it certainly is. And just right when you say that, you know, I've, I've heard it and obviously read the book, Mitch, but, you know, this season is based on the question, what is something you have given up on? And just the answer and hearing it again, my dad is just such a gut punch, isn't it? It's, it's just, uh, it makes my gut churn a little bit because, you know, if you're new to the little things, this was a question that was posed to, to middle and high school students you know, by you, Mitch, and, and the answers were anonymous. And to have, you know, uh, you know, a, ch a child basically say that they've given up on their parent, it's, it's just gut-wrenching a little bit. So I, I'm curious and excited to dive in here and, and kind of uncover and, and see maybe where this was coming from and, and see if we can, can relate to some stories out there. And hopefully, you know, if some of this stuff is going on, hopefully we can further some of those questions and, and help some people out. So looking forward to this. I think it's important for us to realize that we have no idea what the people around us are enduring, and we've brought it up a handful of times, but I think it's a, an important reminder for those around us. We just have no idea what people are going through, the baggage that they have to carry day in and day out. Uh, there's students trying to uh, achieve and 
be able to pursue their goals and dreams. It's people that are constantly waking up, punching the clock to, to make ends meet. These are the people that are uh, dealing with this kind of stuff. And the first step to helping them is appreciating their strength and understanding what they're going through. We can We can help these people. We can help people that are dealing with things like this. Um, and it's just don't grab the shovel and dig them deeper. It's it's lending a helping hand and just asking how they're doing or, hey, you need a coffee or little things like that that uh, can make the difference, I think. You nailed it, Mitch. It's it's the point of our podcast and why we called it the little things. It's those those small little minute occurrences and questions and, and conversations where where people make the difference, where your friends, family, relationships – um, people maybe that you met in a restaurant or at school, like it's it just feels good to be looking after and to be talked to and, and asked questions like that. And in order to do that, we need to do that for others. And and it's about those little moments. So I, I I've enjoyed the conversations that we've had so far, Mitch. And and this is this is a big one, giving up on on a father figure. Um, you know, I'll ask you, Mitch, here. You know, what when you think of you know the word dad. You know, you think of the word father. What what comes to mind for you? Well, I would say um, first word that comes to dad and the dads that I know and are very familiar with would be a, a calming presence. I think a security blanket, a safety net, those kind of things. They're the, they're the ones that when the, when the sea is rocky, they're the ones that are calming the storm. Uh, anytime that I call my old man and ask him a question, I mean, he just knows the answer to it, and if he doesn't, um, he's going to find it. But the one thing I really enjoy now at this stage in my life, like he, you can tell the pure joy uh, that he has when he helps me, like when he answers a question and when he when I call, it's just by and it's something simple and. I, I, I get that from him. He never tells me that, but I get it from him, and it's it's cool. I, I can't wait to offer that to, to my daughters when, when I get that age. You know, you said something there that, that made me smile. The They have the answers to everything. Isn't that something? Like, when I ask my dad a question, and, and perhaps several of your listeners do the same, they, they just know everything, you know, whether it be a, a car part um you know, something that they could listen to your car drive by and know what it is exactly. You know, it's like they're all-time mechanics or something. But uh, you could ask them a question about in, in any realm of life, and it just seems like they know the answer. So that, that kind of made me chuckle. I will say this, and it, we're really kind of diving into this too, um, which is good. I guess that's kind of the goal of this whole thing anyway. But I remember when I was in college, and I might have even been out of college and married, but I remember my mom saying, like, she was a little frustrated with my dad and the lack of guidance he gave me and didn't help. He just kind of did it on his own. And I, like, kind of looked at her and I'm like, Mom, like, he did, he never wanted to burden anyone. He just wanted to get it done. He never wanted any help unless he needed it. And now he's to the age where he asks all the time. But when I was younger, like he just never did ask, you know, and he taught me a ton and I'm still learning, but as you continue moving forward, I, I just, I was kind of, kind of taken back by that a little bit because I think that that, that is, and we're going to talk about it a little later on. I mean, that is one of our roles as a father is to teach our, um, our sons and daughters kind of the way and how life works and the little ins and outs to make things easier and 
whether my mom thought so or not, I mean, my dad did a great job. Yeah, and and I know Rob's done a good job, Mitch, because you, you turned out, you know, okay. So I think your parents did a good job. <laughs> hey, don't push it, okay? Don't but, push uh, it. To kind of add on and piggyback a little bit there, when when I think of when I think of father and, and the word dad, I I think of just just a role model. Like my dad is my role model. I think of the work ethic and and responsibility and you know morales and core values that he laid down and that have really just kind of paved the way for for my life and the way that i i choose to live you know it's based on the guidance and, and principles that he lived by you know and, and before him we've talked about my grandpa harvey on the little things before too but you know my dad followed the the principles and core values that grandpa harvey established so i just when i when i hear the term father and, and dad i just think of you know i think of someone who's responsible who has a set of core values who who loves and, and cares and just is the staple of of a family and, and provides that that guidance and and my dad was everything and and more you know which which i was extremely fortunate to to have and still do have um but growing up with with him you know i i always wanted to be like him i wanted to to just have that that sense of of purpose and and work ethic and and passion towards my work and and he kind of paved the way for me so that's what i think of anyway so i'm gonna pose this to you when we give up on something or someone in our lives as significant as a parent or a relationship what else does it impact? I mean, like, where else do we go with that? Well, to me, Mitch, it's right, it's right in the question there, the word significant. It's, it's a big deal when, when you don't have a, a father figure or, you know, in, in general terms, if you don't have a parent figure, one or the other or, or neither, it's tough and it really impacts other, other stages of, of life. You know, I think of, you know, I'm trying to put it into perspective of, of when I was younger, um, and I'm sure you do the same, Mitch. Like you know, we were, we were fortunate enough, but we we followed in our, our parents' footsteps and our dad's footsteps, and and I don't I don't know if it generally impacted a whole lot outside of that because we always had someone to look up after and and model ourselves after. And when you don't have that figure in your life, when you don't have that role model and that and that person to to kind of follow in the footsteps, if you will. Well, that sprinkles into other aspects of your life. You know, you can talk about relationships, you can talk about friendships, school, sports, um, work, um, you know, passion, desire, like whatever you want to, you know, sprinkle in there. If you don't have, you know, a, a role model that you're trying to follow after it, it's it's tough. And it's, you know, I think of mostly mentally and, and physically, or excuse me, mentally and emotionally. You know, not having that is, is kind of a mental burden and kind of brings you down. And with the anxiety and depression that's going on, you know, in the world right now, a lot of that is due to, to absence of, of parenting and, and, and having that relationship and that responsible figure to look after. So that's, that's what I think of. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm probably going to piggyback on a lot of things and maybe even repeat a thing or two. But I, I think when something in our life that is constant, that, that we rely on, I mean, we've all got it, whether it is a parent figure or, or both parents or relationships in our life or our work, we have things that are constant in our life. And when we have something significant happen where something changes, okay, 
you give up on someone, someone leaves, someone dies, a relationship ends, you get fired from your job, I think you lose a lot of confidence, like you were kind of saying there. I think everything that we've instilled and that we believe in and that's right for us and it's comfortable, when that's pulled out from under us, I think we we start second-guessing everything in our life, things that we're used to, uh, things that are comfortable. I think we, we second-guess them, and we don't really truly enjoy uh, the little things that uh, that we appreciate. So I think that really does happen a lot. We lose trust in people around us as well. When you when you put all your comfort and all your security and all your trust into something and it's gone, it's tough to to do that again. It makes us vulnerable. Therefore, we don't take risks. We don't step out of our comfort zone and really try to achieve things that are going to push us forward because we've been hurt. And I know we've talked about vulnerability a ton on this uh, podcast, but I think this really hits home that it it happens to us. And and how are you going to respond to that? And you're in a deep hole when something like this happens and what makes you your character what builds your character is how are you going to pick yourself up and that's a huge thing you know how how are you going to pick yourself up it's such a, a mental and emotional toll when you don't have that like when you were talking there Mitch you know you brought up uh you know a sense of confidence or a lack thereof think about Think about this kid and, and kids, you know, all around the world where that don't have a, a parent or a role model, a father figure to look up to. When they look around them and they see their friends have that relationship and have that father figure, it's almost just like like the soul in is just being you know squeezed. You can feel your heart drop to your to your gut, you know, when when you see that, you know, um, and and you're not fully developed as you know young children you know have so much development to to be had you know mentally and and stuff and 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 when you see that around you it's it's tough Mitch it's it's really tough and strenuous and and can lead to a lot of things um at such a young age so it's it's got a huge huge impact and it just makes it that much more important to 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 try and and form those bonds and form those relationships as early and often as you can you know I want to kind of touch on something you said there when when you look at other people around you that have those trusting relationships and that they can fall back on we're taught at an early age jake to be satisfied with what you have you know don't look at other people's things in their their houses and be jealous of that be happy with what you have so where, where does that come into place i mean like you've got one parent that's solid that provides for you but yet you you want that i mean do you go back to what we were taught as kids to say like be happy with what you got or do you have a right to be upset and mad that you've only got that one that one parent i think that's there's a little bit of gray area there i'm going to kind of flip the coin and and see what you think about this when when i hear that mitch i i think of playing the victim card and and kind of having that victim mentality we touched on that in season one um, which was a great season if you get a chance to go back and listen. But the victim mentality is a really hard place to be. And when you get stuck there, all you're doing is, is blaming others. So to reference your question, Mitch, when, when you're a kid, you have, you have a lot of growing up to do and a lot of developing to do. And you kind of, you need some, you need some push. You need some assistance with that. Um, you know, you're taught to, 
you know, I don't know if settles the right word, but appreciate what you have, you know, you're taught to appreciate what you have. And I think you should. And I think that's important, but there's also a step and there's also, um, a, a phase or a period in life where you hit, where you need to take on some responsibility and you need to form your own kind of sense of core values, your own significance, your own foundation, and start making decisions that are better for you. You know, you need to look out for number one. So yes, I think the, you know, having that, that childhood and that upbringing and kind of having that role model, like, yes, you, you should want to feel some sort of satisfaction from that. But at some point you need to take charge. You need to, to look out for number one, which is yourself. You know, I, I, I actually wrote a, a post on this, um, on it's just jake.com it's called if not you then who and if you want go take a look at that but it, it's basically refers back to you need to look out for number one you need to make sure that you have everything aligned and, and you make decisions that are best for you and that's a completely different aspect than when you're growing up and, and kind of missing that that father figure does that does that make a little bit of sense there mitch or am i completely off you you do you have to focus on you what you have what you don't have and w- what you need to do to push yourself forward you know find the resources to to find success and don't dwell on what you don't have and you i mean i i really liked that i thought it added a lot to uh to that conversation that question so what does the lack of a dad or a parent figure do to us in our upbringing i guess what I think you and I kind of live, you know, the Mayberry life, like Sean Cavell said in season one finale. But you and I had parents that were that were supportive and pushed us to be to be great people. And I don't think you and I would be where we're at today without our parents. But what does the lack of a dad or a parent figure do to us and our upbringing? Well, you're right, Mitch. We we were extremely fortunate and lucky to have that upbringing and when you when you don't have that i i just try and put it into the perspective of just not having someone to look up to and to to follow in their footsteps and to me you see this all the time and and you probably more than me being in the education and school setting a lot of times when when kids don't have that 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 figure or that role model that they're modeling themselves at, under you know at such a young age I think they tend to gravitate towards what their friends are doing or like we just touched on what others are doing. And the thing is, if you're following kids of of similar ages and and development and um, having that, that mental, I guess, edge, if you will, you know, at that age, if you're following someone that that's similar to that and maybe they're not going down the right path, well, if you don't have a role model or someone that you're following and going under, well, you're going to follow what your friends are doing, right? And if that tends to happen, um, it could lead to a lot of bad places. And, and I'm sure you see it in school settings. You see it in, in TV shows and movies all the time, but it's a real thing. It's a real thing. If you don't have that role model, you tend to just kind of go with the crowd and, and the crowd, you know, typically that you fall into isn't always heading in the right direction. And you see a lot of kids that don't know what they don't know i mean you see it very clearly that they're missing this in their life or they're missing that structure uh, you know a a dad a mom uh, grandparents siblings you just see that um, come out very much so 
you see tendencies of these these students that that are struggling you see them gravitate towards different people i mean i've had students that would misbehave because they wanted interaction with with a male it's the only interaction they had i remember one student very clearly um they they were in their spot if they were sitting in my office you end up figuring that out and it's like well that's why they're misbehaving is because they want to go see mr reed i mean that negative attention in their mind is the only positive attention they get from a male all day and it's because i care about this kid and we had to kind of switch that gear but it it becomes very clear and that kid might not even have any idea that that's why they're doing what they're doing but you see it so clearly from an outsider looking in and i'm right with you do but um i do want to say uh, a quote that i heard from a ted talk uh, thordis alva is her name she said strive to be the person you needed when you were younger i think that is crucial when it comes to this question I think so many times um, we fall back on what we know, right? So statistics are very high that when you're abused as a kid, you're going to grow to abuse your kids. The the likelihood is there. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it's much much more likely. Same with drug use. I mean, if you see drug use, alcoholism in the house, you're much more likely to do that, right? So these people can't can't dwell on what they had or what they didn't have either they need to dwell on what they needed that's how they get out of this rut it's not doing what they've seen or what they were not able to see it's what they needed to be successful and that's what Thordis Alva said I love that quote Mitch where'd you find that sucker at you know I was just I got into this big thing with TED Talks watched a ton of them and it was actually it was the wildest thing it was some gal from Iceland and Australia. I don't even know the name of it, but her name's Thordis Alva, and it was it was a really shocking one. And at the end, it's yeah, it said strive to be the person you needed when you were younger, and I've kind of lived like that as in education. Now I kind of wear that quote on my sleeve, and I I kind of act that way, I guess. Yeah, no, I really enjoy that quote, and and I think of it in terms kind of to just what we referenced just a minute ago was. It, it's kind of like taking on a sense of responsibility, right? Like be the person you needed when you were younger. Like, okay, I didn't have someone in my life. I didn't have that role model. I didn't have that dad. Well, I can, I can be that, you know, again, we all have a choice. The choice is ours. We're always in control of one thing and that's us. And I like it because it's kind of taking a sense of responsibility to, to, to be the best version of yourself. You know, I, I say that often, Mitch, and I truly mean it is you know, one of one of the meanings, you know, one of the reasons that we're here is to be the best version of ourselves and then to use that version to serve others. And when you talk about, you know, being the person, being the role model that you needed when you were younger, I just I just think that's I think that's big time. And that's a that's a good quote there. I, I'm not going to lie. And it's something to abide by. I really enjoy it. I look back on this because I. I when I did this project with these students, you know, Cardboard Confessionals, a book I wrote, uh, a sociology class at Waverly South Shore, asked students seven questions, and this just happened to be one of the questions, what is something you've given up on? But with that, I always put myself in their situation in giving up on my dad. 
Because many times in this conversation, I think we assume that when we give up on our dad, they're gone. They left. They're not even there. But that's not always the case either. I mean, we could give up on our dad, and they could be probably one of the most abrasive, in-our-face figures we have in our life. So what in the world could have happened to this relationship where you've given up on your dad? <laughs> I... uh it's it's not a light subject, Mitch, but I kind of laugh because two things come to mind. Um, one is responsibility. Again, the word responsibility, and I know that's came up a lot here, but when, when I think of that, you know, what in the world maybe could have happened, being a parent, being a dad, as you know, Mitch, is, is a lot of responsibility. You're literally taking care of another human being. Um, which it has a lot of responsibility tied to it. And a lot of a lot of men and a lot of people that are in that position don't want that amount of responsibility. They don't want that. And and a lot of times they'll just kind of, you know, in a sense let their kids go or let them do their thing and and that 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 sense of responsibility isn't there. So when, you know, that could have happened potentially um and, and the reason why I, I kind of laughed early on is another thing I think of, which you might get a kick out of, it, is the football movie uh, Friday Night Lights. I'm sure you've seen it. Once or twice. Once or twice. <laughs> so in Friday Night Lights, you got the running back, Don Billingsley, and his dad is, you know, also um, graduated from that same high school, won a state championship there. And to say the least, he puts a lot of pressure on his kid. Uh, he's flaunting his state championship ring. He's always wearing his letterman's jacket around. And he's putting so much pressure on his son to 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 win the state championship and to do the same thing he did. And when you asked him that question, Mitch, I thought about that because I think that's that's the case a lot of times. You know, a lot of times dads and fathers try and try and in a way like live or relive their lives through their kids. You know, they try and relive and reform what they went through into their kids. And it's tough to, to see that and even say that because, you know, we, we're, we're the only one of us. You know, you need to let your kids live out their lives. They're, they're going to live a completely different life than you. But unfortunately, I think that's some, something that's pretty common. And, and maybe you can elaborate that, you know, you, you spend so much time in school and education. But that's just something that I thought of from the movie Friday Night Lights. I think it's a lot more common than you think, um, which is a sad kind of deal. You just wish that you were there to support the kids. I, to be honest with you, I don't think parents realize it either. They don't. They, I know they don't, because I've seen it. And it, Jake, I don't. I don't think it's. I want to. I want to refer back to Friday Night Lights. Like Billingsley's dad cared about him. He did. Plain and simple, loved him. But he just. That's how he showed it. He didn't. And he didn't think there was anything wrong with it. Because I think if good parents, and a lot of these people are good parents, if they were able to see that, they would change. They wouldn't do it. But they're just abrasive, and they and it, and it happens a lot. And I think you get a lot of parents that will live vicariously through their kids, uh, you know, with their successes. And I think I took for granted what my parents did after games, and basically they're just like, yeah, um... Good game, I guess. Uh, do you want some? What are you? Are you hungry or? Oh, good game, and I played like crap. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know did, did you? And that'd be my response. I'll, did you even watch the game? 
Oh, you know, it's just a game, Mitch, okay? <laughs> you know, you got that a lot. But I was pretty competitive in high school. But um, it happens a lot, Jake, a lot. It makes me chuckle, Mitch, and perhaps you can remember this. So my post-game meal every single game of, of high school was a large chocolate milkshake the size of my face. Like, no, ma- <laughs> no matter the game, when I got home from that basketball game, there was a large chocolate milkshake on, on the living room table and that's what we had every single post game well it didn't change when you got to college perkins then you know they didn't make (laughs) it for you they just bought it for you that time that's right yeah we used to go to perkins after games in mitchell and be the same thing but um yeah i mean you know similar to you mitch we we had that that experience where our, our parents didn't try to to live you know relive i guess vicariously through us they they let us do our thing and let us grow to to be into the people we are today and we're super fortunate for that but not everyone has that and you know again we we don't know what happened to this relationship you know we're just trying to to extend the conversation a little bit but um it's something where i hope maybe that that's repairable you know we've talked about the power of positivity Mitch in season two and I've always been an optimistic person there's you know we only have one go around here and and relationships are are something that that I take pride in and and a lot of people should and and they're important you know it's the people that get us through life and um, if this is repairable if there's something that they can go back to if there's something that can be done I, I sure hope that that maybe this this individual is is looking towards something like that I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole here and it's so tough to talk about that stuff when you get older i mean we all make mistakes you know my parents made mistakes i certainly made mistakes growing up it's so hard to bring that stuff back up and own up to that though but i think i think it really heals things there's uh, people struggle to talk about their their past and the mistakes they've made especially when it comes to raising their kids they mm-hmm. just do, and I, you know, at the end of the day, regardless if they made mistakes, I I appreciate what my parents did for me, and I mean it, they mean the world to me, and I've learned from some of the mistakes they've made, you know, and I'm gonna make mistakes raising my daughters, and just to sit down and be able to talk about them, and who knows, it's easier said than done, but it it it's tough to talk about those things. It is, and and I understand that. And you know, again, we don't know the situation here. It, it could be long gone, or literally something could have happened that morning at breakfast, you know. And then that kid brought that emotion into school and just happened to write it that day. I mean, you you never know. Um, but yeah, it, it is tough to talk about those things. But but at the same time, that that's part of our job, I think, Mitch. With little things, is one of our goals is to literally further conversations and and have some of the deep tough conversations and not saying that that's going to fix everything but it certainly puts it out there and like you said could potentially uh heal something that's that's happened you know i don't know jake if i brought this story up or not i'm pretty sure i have but it's it's one that needs to be shared because i think it it shows that we don't know what the people around us are going through i got an email on my book uh cardboardconfessionals at gmail.com and it was i got i get quite a few of those emails that when they get done reading the book they they reflect on something something hit a nerve with them they can relate to it 
And I got one about giving up on my dad. Have I told this one or no? I don't believe so. Well, good. Well, it, it's not a great story, but I think it sheds a lot of context on what we're going over. So anyway, they read this and said, you know, I can relate to giving up on my dad. And goes on to tell the story. Um, you know, my dad was the strongest uh, person in my life. Uh, could do anything. They never missed anything. They were. He was super supportive. He he was the best. And you know what? He was an even better grandpa. Um, he would go an hour and a half out of his way to go to a ballet show for ten minutes, and he just was unbelievable. He was my rock. He was everything. Until. You know, at that time, about three years prior, whatever, when I got that email, until three years ago, my world came crashing down. I found out that my dad raped my oldest daughter. So now this person that emailed me is like, so now what? He was the one I turned to. He was the one that anything that would be going wrong in my life, he'd be the first one to respond. And now this? It turns your life upside down. And I say this, I bring this up when I go out and speak because this goes to show you like these are the people that you walk next to in Walmart. These are the people that you sit next to a ball game. These are the people that you go to work with every single day. They're going through this stuff. And what are you going to do to help them? What are you going to do? And, you know, so that I think that really sheds some light on this. I mean, that is, I mean, hey, you're giving up on your dad after that, right? It can be something super small or something super big, and the context really plays a role on it. What, I mean, it's a pretty heavy story, man. I still try to wrap my head around it, and you just you take the time to appreciate everyone's strength because that person that wrote that, their ability to get out of bed every day and still raise their kids to the best of their abilities, that is a strong human being. That's an extremely heavy story, and I'm I'm struggling to find words to even yeah to yeah. even I guess put it into perspective or comment on. But the strength that is around us is is something to to be applauded, even though we don't see it all the time. It, it is going on around us, and there's a lot of tough people who are in a lot of tough situations. And I think it's just it just makes it that much more important and meaningful to to look out for people and reach out and ask questions and show them that you care, show them that you love them, like be there for people. And that might be kind of a, I guess maybe a generalized term, you know, like be there for others. But, but when you do it, it's, it's just, it's like, it's got this spot in your heart where you know, you're doing the right thing for someone else. And I just, I just hope that um, at least I, I try and live my life that way. I know you do, and, and I know several of our listeners do, but I hope we continue to do that to, to look out for others because there is some, there are some stories and there are some battles going on out there, Mitch. And if, if, there's, if there's any way that we can help and we can lend a helping hand, I certainly hope that we're doing so. Don't assume that the people around you are okay. Just don't. I mean, that's a bad assumption. Um, know that they're okay. I think that's what we got to strive to do. Don't assume, know that the people around you are taken care of and their their needs are being met. And if they're not, uh, be that person. And I think uh, we talk about it a lot, the five most influential people in your life and what, what you can do to be that person for someone else. And I think that's one of them. 
constantly knowing that the people around you are taken care of and i think that'll go a long way and i I hate to share that that heavy one but i think it's an eye-opener we're gonna have a lot of conversations in season three like that jake season three is a doozy to say the least there's a lot of of conversation a lot of uh rabbit holes and a lot of i think deep meaningful purpose-driven conversations are going to be had and, and extended from ours mitch and i'm looking forward to it Before the end, we revisit past episodes and include reviews and questions from our audience. We also read a few shout-outs as well. Comments from our listeners are brought to you by Alan and Connie Fannin Foundation, which was created to enhance the quality of life for children. Thank you for the support of the little things. Jake, got any shout-outs, anything you want to share? I do. I have a quick one here. Uh, My good friend Stephanie and I were talking just a little bit about kind of my journey a little bit with with the little things podcast and and my website blog is just jake.com and it's it's kind of funny because you know sometimes we we talk and we get into conversations mitch where it's just like we don't even know where it came from but we get on a story or we get on a topic and then precisely what we talked about is what someone who's listening needed to hear that day you know, we've we've had that happen before where we get a get an email and it's like this message just stuck with me so so deeply. It's like exactly what I needed to hear that day. And and she said something and I'll quote her that kind of made sense, um, Mitch, for us is you know, when we get in these conversations, they just they just happen, right? And things happen at the right time and, and we just express our feelings in that moment. And she goes that's when you're being spoken to so you can then speak to others and i thought that was pretty powerful like you know we we get on rambles and stuff mitch but we touch on things that just come to mind and it's as if we were supposed to talk about them in a sense if you know what i'm saying and then to have her say when you're being spoken to so you can then speak it to others i thought that was pretty powerful fantastic i mean it really is um Thank you uh, for sharing that and to our listeners. And we love, we love hearing that stuff. I think it, uh, it really fuels our fire. I mean, we got plenty of fire. You ain't going to put it out. Thanks, Stephanie. Uh, appreciate your time and sharing that. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I got one from uh, my sister-in-law, Jody, uh, commented on Dana Dykehouse. And just, I mean, we've heard great things about that, uh, that episode and how down-to-earth he is and just... He's done a lot. He's accomplished a lot. But talking to the guy, you'd never know it. And what's what's really cool is uh, those when we have guests on our our show, those people um, bring up a lot of conversations that we've had in prior episodes, and we comment on them. And she kind of is just like, I gotta catch up on some of this stuff. So it's it's kind of neat that way. We've got listeners that are religious about it and will listen to every episode in order. We've got some that will only listen to the guest speakers. We've got some that will jump all over the place when they got time. And no matter what, it's fantastic. We appreciate the support. Jake, how can people get a hold of us? Yes, again, we really, really appreciate the support. Uh, Mitch and I love what we're doing here with the little things, and you guys make it go. So continue to reach out. Our email is thelittlethings.mitchandjake at gmail.com uh, we're making a big push for our facebook page right now the little things podcast go ahead and like our page we've got some big news coming up that we're really really excited to share with you guys so stay tuned there 
And then just be sure to leave us a rating and review. Uh, we're up to um, quite a few five-star ratings on Apple. Again, you can listen on, on Apple, Android, Spotify, whichever device you're, you're listening to. Uh, be sure to subscribe and, and give us a rating and review. Our last comments are brought to you by Lake Region Golf Course near Lake Ponset in South Dakota. If you're looking for a great experience on a course, awesome food, or fantastic company, look no further. Call the clubhouse at 605-983-5437 for more details. Lake Region Golf Course. Play, relax, enjoy. Jake, I want you to kind of give a shout out to your blog. I know we talked about it a little bit there, though, but, uh, you know, we talked about your blog and kind of what's on it. How can people get uh, get in touch with that? Sure, I appreciate that, Mitch. Uh, the blog is just it's just Jake.com. Again, it's just Jake.com. It's just a kind of a personal development and, and self improvement blog, and most of my writings are are based on life experiences that I've gone through, and some of those I've shared on the little things. Some I, I have not yet, but I, I take everyday events and everyday experiences. Um, that I go through and that I've gone through in the past and, and just try and learn from them and try and take something from them. And the way I express that is, is through writing. I've always enjoyed writing and, and having a place to kind of put my thoughts and ideas and such. And that's kind of what uh, my website is. Uh, again, it's just, it's just jake.com. You can subscribe. I send out emails and, and post, uh, you know, ideally quite a few times uh, during the month. So would love to have you a part of the community that we have over there. All right, thanks, Jake. Tune in for the next episode. The question, what is something you have given up on? The answer to that question, making everyone happy. This is Mitch. And Jake. Signing out. This was a special presentation of The Little Things by Mitch and Jake. For more details on the podcast or the project, check out mitch-reed.com. It's just jake.com or purchase cardboard confessionals on Amazon. And remember, the first step to helping someone in need is understanding and appreciating what they are going through. Thank you for listening.